everyone who died with COVID should be considered murdered. Early treatment has always been affected. I walked out of the hospital on the mandate day. I have my own practice, and I am the only person in town treating COVID patients prior to hospitalization. I also watched the entire staff at the hospital, including in my unit, get vaccinated and then get COVID, amongst all kinds of other ailments. You have now loaded your body with millions of spike proteins, and you are a ticking time bomb for cancer, blood clots, and whatever kind of ailment may come up in your body. And I'm tired of hearing people go and ask doctors, can they be treated for COVID? And their only option is a vaccine or go home or go into the hospital where you're not going to make it out. I will be happy to treat any one of you for COVID prior going to the hospital because early treatment has always worked. I'm a member of the FLCCC Alliance, NC Physicians for Freedom, and the Medical Freedom Summit. And I would, I would ask y'all to please stop choosing fear and putting masks on our kids. The vaccine is not going to work. Early treatment has always worked. And government mismanagement of patients is why people have died. And families have realized this. And they are rising up. And they are going to come after governments and the hospital. I was highly decorated and highly respected at New Hanover. I was the November 2020 Employee of Excellence. And I had a job opportunity this year from the chief medical director at this hospital, and I chose to walk out and stand up for what is right. So putting these masks on our kids is not going to help, nor is vaccination, and we all need to realize that. It is out. The cat is out of the bag, and people are speaking globally, including the inventor of the vaccine. Well, last point. Shane, you're saying um, not enough activism. I think from the get-go... There have been a lot of people very active, including myself and um, a lot of people listening, and certainly Grant. And the reason that we're still here is because there has been this activism. Otherwise, we would all lay down by now and get the jab. I mean, I'll tell you what, Larry, I've done nothing compared yeah. to what, what um, I know Shane is doing and Brad. Uh, and yeah. I'm not sure about you, Oz. I don't, I don't follow you well enough. But I, all I'm doing is just running this thing. You know, I've, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing hardly anything. So you know, people like you're Shane, doing, Chafin, and Brad Fleety. Last well, night, all, all um, I do is provide this platform. That's all. That's all I'm doing. You know, I'm not getting out there no. like I should be. I know I should be. I should be getting out into the out into the streets with the others. And I'm not doing that. I need to start doing that. Grant, the platform that you're giving right now, and I listened to all the four hours last night. It was fantastic. It was awesome. Um, and um, just just to Brad, and a little bit of a revelation I had because you guys were talking, um, is we're all the time thinking like there's this pandemic of fear, right, for the people who are a little bit awake. There's this is fear going on. And I realized it's not just the fear. It's the uncertainty do you know, the uncertainty of it all makes both sides of this spectrum, if you like, um, all the time, we're all the time on eggshells, you know, um, even today with, with the new the new thing coming in about the traffic lights, we're like, and that's why I rang you or um, I texted you, Grant, um, we're on our toes all the time. And it's, it's like, it's the uncertainty of what is going to happen next. Where's the It's a low level anxiety, people? isn't it, Larry? A low-level anxiety. Absolutely. That's what I have. Do you, do you remember? Way, um, um, All right, tell us. Yeah, I think one of the things that we're sort of missing moving forward, and I think there's been a, a little bit of a misinterpretation of what Shane meant. So mm. uh, we, we definitely have been doing some activism, but I think what we're missing here is that one of the things that has been made rather clear by uh, Liz Lambert is that you don't have a, a lawful constabulary. You just don't. And so with the absence of a law, lawful constabulary, there's a void, and that void needs to be filled. So if the constabulary is completely working for the corporation, then the only thing the corporation has on the, the ones that are honourable is the fact that they pay them, right? So uh, tax is voluntary, all right? You don't have to actually pay into a corporate state. There are ways to get out of this. Uh, natural law is one way. But the other thing that you should do with your money that you won't be paying for tax, because tax is theft, especially if you figure out how to get out of it through natural law, you can start paying for a new constabulary. We need to create a lawful constabulary that is actually going to arrest people. 
if you are capable of filling that role. And I think Grant's awesome. He's filling this role here where he's created a forum for us to talk and share ideas and see which ones are actually going to get results. If we don't have a lawful constabulary, we need to make one. We need to fund one. If every other group is investing in protests and information sharing still at this stage, while we're, they're at the stage that they're at, jabbing kids, if we're still talking about um, protests and uh, activist actions, like at this point while they're jabbing little kids, we're behind, like way behind. So constabulary, right? Start making arrests, right? Take the honourable stance, and then we'll figure out what the punishments are for the crimes. Wouldn't they okay, see that? We're going to be the, if, we're, if, they're go, if we're going to be the better example moving forward, it can't be the rope. It can't be. Right. Well, wouldn't wouldn't they see that though? Um, to me, the rope is definitely out. But um, uh, but wouldn't they see Brad a constabulary? Wouldn't they try and spin that as being a rebel army or militant? <laughs> Um, sure, they could, but they wouldn't be able to justify it legally because all you have to do is make sure that you're lawful. <laughs> right. Um, oh, you know, sorry, so the, the thing is, is that what makes a lawful constabulary is a constabulary that doesn't engage in actions that contradict the office of constable. What mm. contradicts the office of constable is every action a police officer takes that's through an enforcement role while acting under the office of constable. They're breaking their oath. If they continue to be merged with the enforcement role, which is doing what the corporation wants them to do, okay, which is contradictory to Section 22 of the Policing Act, wherein they're supposed to be bound by law, but the contradiction is they get paid by the corporate state. If they want to keep doing getting paid, they have to ignore English common law when it comes in um, contradiction with their role as enforcement officer. But they have nowhere to go. We haven't created anywhere for them to go. And thousands of them are leaving. If the government wants to call the ex-police officers who are heavily experienced a rebel army, good luck with that now. Yeah. Well, aren't we supposed to have, um, what do they call it, a militia? Wasn't that part of, and we were all supposed to be armed anyway, all the citizens. Didn't we have that in our Bill of Rights, in the first Bill of Rights, before even New Zealand was formed? Well, it doesn't matter even if you didn't have it, because what you could do is you could create a constitution for the jurisdiction that the constables are going to have to come under, because you can't come under the Crown jurisdiction. That's, that's, you just, otherwise, you're, just, you're still owned by them. So you're going to have to set out a new jurisdiction for your constabulary to operate in, which you can do in this country because the corporation just went and did it. They didn't have any mandate. The only mm. way they get a mandate is if they go up to Northland every year, Ratana Church and Whanganui every year, is and Kingitanga and Narawahi every year. They I, go I could and never get understand the why they went there. From those three entities. Yep, mm. they like threes. It's what the civil law system is. It's it, They like the threes and the and the mass and the symbolism and that sort of stuff. That's the civil law system. It's, it's, it's to use negative reinforcement to try and make the population more good. It just There's no evidence that it works. <laughs> Education is the only thing that shows evidence that you civilize a, 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 a society more. It's just education, con conversation, having difficult conversations like this. That's what civilizes it. A nation, but governments try and tell you that it's negative reinforcement through civil legislation. But there's no evidence to support it; it never has been. And the civil legislation gets worse and worse and worse the more the corporation gets in debt. That's how it works. And can I what jump in for a second, please? Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Well, as um, history has shown, um, with Sue Gray's attempts to try to avert everything that we're seeing being um, rolled out right now, they can, they can just change the law as it, it um, helps their agenda. And that's what we've been seeing for the last, well, as Not soon the law. as, soon they, as um, they can something change comes the civil up. They can, they can change the civil legalese. So there's a difference between law and civil legalese. Law is some of the legislation. So those are the laws are your inalienable rights, okay? The things that are granted to you. 
So most of the Privacy Act is a law. Most of the Human Rights Act is a law. Most of the Crimes Act is a law. The COVID Response Act, that's not a law. That's civil legalese. You only have to abide by that if you consent to it. And there's many ways you can consent. For sure. But at, at the moment, public opinion seems to be um, what was called last night mob rule. I think some, some of you said that, um, like in terms of a democracy. And as soon as um, the mob rule or the media consensus of what is going on, that seems to be the thing that's just um, accepted by um, most people. And that's what we as a general public believe. And... Um, With any altercation, like your own altercation at a bottle store, um, I haven't seen your video, but um, I think <laughs> what you did was quite amazing. Um, apart from that, um, it doesn't really matter at the moment whether um, we can go to a court or not. Um, in the end, what is going on is immediate and urgent and everything that's on paper and Our friend from Australia, um, South Oldman, um, yeah, it is. It is time for action, and um, it is it's not a time for um, um, a militia to be formed or to be active yet. Um, but at least to have it in place. That's what I believe, because there is lawlessness right now, and we can um, redefine terms: what is law, what is not law, what is legal, what is common law, what is um, civil rights and everything, it doesn't matter. For the people who are implementing this, it does not matter. They're following a certain program and they're very much invested in following it to the letter and they're very good at it and they have been for two years and we're still falling for it as a whole. Well, there you go. The brainwashing yeah. is deep. Can I jump in here, um, Grant? Yeah, mate. <laughs> Yeah, um, as we we're talking about last night, it's uh, we've got the, the protest groups at the moment, and they're doing a good thing, making people aware, uh, keeping the government sort of uh, on their heels. But as we're talking, that the next step is missing, like what, what we're saying now. There's nobody to take up the, the legal role um, that's missing. So what we'd need to do is uh, keep the hounds uh, going, like the, the protests at the moment, set up uh, some sort of uh, legal system with a constitution, as Brad was saying, that would give us the authority to move in with some form of charges or something against the powers that be to pull them down while, while quoting some section of the law that uh, enables and forces the law now, the police, to actually have to assist us and arresting them but at the same time we need someone who's going to stand in there and take the position of government uh at, at the present so there's a few steps that need to be organized so this can all happen and it's got to happen in a in a in a, in a series of bang 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 um if we have a law now that can walk in and take uh arrest jacinda or dethrone or that there's still the problem of who's going to step into that seat We don't want national there. We you're, don't want any of those other parties there. So you already have you already have the international law. Um, the reality is is that the the, the the corporation masquerading as the state doesn't actually have the mandate, right? Going around to a small group of Māori who get paid a lot of money to give them the mandate to run the country is not how it was supposed to be under Here Fakaputanga. That's lawfully clear. So they have, the hapu have the first jurisdiction. They, they have the only jurisdiction. If the hapu, if, if 1% of every single hapu was convinced to not consent to the mandate, it's over. You, you have your law system. You just need to ha start pulling people out and setting up a different jurisdiction. And the only lawfully recognized jurisdiction that would have the mandate is the one that, is, that has the approval of the hapu. That's it. Yep. And the hapu yep. are mostly against them. It's only a small group of wealthy, um, slave-based. Slave they're exactly the same as the crown. The, 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 yeah, the skin doesn't separate. But 
in the Māori population, there's way less of them. Hapu yep. have the power. And that's why this is why I moved up to Northland. That's why Calvin went to Northland first. They have the power, but they need to stop relying solely on Herefakaputanga. That's not going to save them. They need a constitution, which is the mandate. If they go to the people and formulate a constitution with people who have no authority in the governance system, that's the strongest mandate. And when the government goes to the UN with their mandate that they had a contract with a few a small group of Māori who claim to be rangatira, they'll just get laughed at. That's the law. International yep. law. You just need a constabulary so that, that for it, and one that is lawful. That, Brad, how, how do that we would all be in? perfectly sensible if we were talking here about something isolated to New Zealand, and it is not. This is not a New Zealand thing. Well, New sorry, I have, to, I have to case. stop you there, bro. Mm. I have to stop you there. You only mm. get to worry about New Zealand, okay? You don't have to worry about internationally yet. That's not your problem. You've got to tip this domino over first. If you're worrying about the mm. world and you haven't even dealt with New Zealand yet, you're two steps ahead of the first step and you're tripping on your face. And That's a good point, actually. Yeah. You, you, yep. you worry about the too bigger picture instead of focusing on what you can do in your own country, in fact, in your own area. So, you know, today I thought what a great idea if we had just a whole, whole lot of towns and they all had the mayor, like the good old days, and they all had a mayor and they had their flag and we were all part of the united New Zealand, but we were all different towns all come together united as one, but we had our differences and not being run by a central government. I like the sound of that. Do you like that? <laughs> Could that work? No. <laughs> well, we have to come back to somebody at the top who everybody goes to to like um, relegate or delegate what's going to go on. It's quite possible. Anything like the possible states, you know, if, like if you it's can set if you, up correctly. Yeah, like if you don't like California, you can go to Cali you can go to um, Florida, or you can go to Texas. We we need that here. We've got different rules. Because it, it suits the nuance of the area, like Horrifanua, they want to do something a bit different. But it's 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 under the umbrella of the United New Zealand. What do you think, Brad? Is that what you you've got in mind? More like yeah. you don't like being called Maori. You want to be. No. Um, you have your own name, and uh, Te Otinga Rogers. She's Napui. She's not Maori, isn't she? Yeah. Is that, I is mean, that, um, I, I think Te Ōtinga Rogers would also have a, te Ōtinga, a hapu my that, should also, uh, that should reference first, uh, much like me. I mean, this is, this is new um, knowledge for me because I've been spending a lot of time with hapu and elders and um, relatives who have done uh, deep research into uh, the origins of tikanga and, and how we view ourselves in the world. Um, Māori, in fact, is not a word that we created for ourselves. It was created for us. Um, so that was so given to you by Pākehā? Yeah, well, mm. I mean, I wouldn't use the word Pākehā. I would say linguists who are rather adept at using words to convince people to turn themselves into slaves. I mean, they did it mm. through civil le legalese to Pākehā before they got here, so it's not race racially based. So ma ori, right? Ma is white, ori is prey. Right, we're literally identifying oh, as white slaves. Yeah, and Amoriori, which is the other um, branch of culture that I come from, uh, back mm. on the Kohu, or known as the Chatham Islands, um, where we our our <laughs> our name Moriori means um, non-important prey. So because we essentially gave up violence and war, uh, we were considered as not important because we, we gave it up a bit too early while people were still conquering each, each other, which was a bit silly, but I think it's honourable. Well, this Whatever. is all news to me, and, so, and I want to hear more about it. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> so what what would you like me, like, how do you identify yourself, Brad? Brad? Brad. I mean, if you want yeah. to know where I, where I ha hail to. But you're uh, Scottish, aren't you, uh, as well? Tukuhapu. Yep, uh, Ariki, as well. Ariki Tukuhapu. Yep, Ariki Tukuhapu. Tokuhapu. So my right. hapu is na araki. Right. So that's yeah. what we identify as because you, um, you, you know, you come across someone, you, and there's not really any distinction between race because you're kind of the only ones there. You, you're not going to refer to yourself as a collection in relation to another group. You're going to 
um, identify yourself as your village or your hapu. And so these, these blanket banners were to tr sort of try and get it so you could uh, negotiate with uh, less people um, to claim authority over a larger group of people. And what about you, Max? How do you like to be referred to? Well, I'm Māori in, uh, in my um, ancestry uh, from Whakapāna, but um, I don't go by the distinction of being a Māori, I'm, I'm New Zealand Māori or, or I'm a New Zealander. Uh, part of my descent is from Māori, part of my descent is from Welsh, British, French, um, but I, I am a person of this land. Um, my name is Max, um, and... That's why if somebody asks me, are you Māori? I'll say I'm part Māori. Uh, that's my distinction with um, the the bloodlines of this land. But I'm not going to go around and say that um, I'm Māori and I'm the best in the world. And um, mm. I, I've been around other cultures where they think that if you're not their, their bloodline, you are below. Uh, like in, in Thai, in Cambodia... Uh, the Chinese are really strong in their uh, belief. If you're not Chinese, you're below them. Um, here in New Zealand, Māori are the same. They think Māori are the top. And um, that's, if you're not Māori, you're below. Uh, I don't look at that. I look at everyone as being equal. No matter what, where, where you come from, you're all people of this planet. So you can't be above another person on this planet if you're from the same planet. So... I like what so, Pem Bird said, Kamato a Pem Bird, and he said it to John Ansell. Um, he said, I like, the, I think it's the second verse of the English version of the national anthem. Um, it said, um, yeah, I think, oh, can you remember it, Brad? It goes um, something like, uh, we're gathered here, every creed and race gathered here before thy face. It's, we're, we, we need all of us, don't we? Can't just be if we all we all want to be New Zealanders. I think that's yeah, that's key, isn't it? We, this is where we all live. Collectively, collectively, we are the we are the guardians of the continent of Zealandia. Uh, he, and we've the, the we've all got differences that, though. We need to celebrate them. Yeah. Well, we also have we also have a lot of similarities, um, and it's quite it's actually quite obvious what the similarities. Yeah, we want are to live here. <laughs> yeah. We like well, it. we're the people of. <laughs> We, we, we consider ourselves of the land, and I mm. think one of the things that Kiwis have always endeavoured to do is um, essentially try to find a way to live with the land and enhance the, everything around you. I mean, we try and say that we're like that in our marketing, and, and that must mean that that's what we want to be. So kaitiakitanga mm. is that value. I think that we all share that yeah. value. I think the next yep. value that we, that we want to share is um, tenoranga tiratanga, which is individual sovereignty, although you wouldn't um, think that with all the people running to go and get booster after booster just so they can mm. keep um, doing what they're doing. Keep um, your job. Tūranga waiwai, um, your self-determination, basically having the right to choose which way you go in life, uh, what passion you pursue. Um, and, uh, and the final one, manakitanga, which a lot of people are trying to, or they're creating their own idea of manakitanga and uh, bannering, um, every action that subverts your tūranga waiwai and tēnauranga tiratanga is um, an action worth taking because it serves manakitanga. But in tikanga, you have to, every action you take has to respect those values uh, equally. You can't takahi on the mana of um, any one of those values to raise another one up. That's, that's tikanga. So uh, when you see Hone Harawera on television talking about how he's tikanga-based, that's absolute nonsense. That fella is not tikanga. Yeah. He's not... He, he's, he speaks a little bit of te reo, but that guy is communist all the way through. He's foreign. He's a corporate he's totally hack he's, his, for the communist his ideology, Yeah, His yeah. ideology is not of this land. It's not. Never has been, never will be. That's no, true. He, he's, a, he's a political puppet. Um, just wanting to be a has-been that's uh, trying to stay there somewhere. Um, we're, we're all meant, we were here as sort of caretakers of the planet. That's why we're given uh, other abilities above most other creatures of this planet. But that doesn't mean that we're above them. We're all, all creatures on this planet are from the same thing. We're from this planet. 
Uh, that's why I say no one is above anyone from whatever country you are. We've all got the same sort of uh, makeup. It's the same as the plants and that we're all made from the same thing from this planet. So, uh, But at the moment, because of this stuff that's going on in the world, it's defining that humans are the, the top of the, the chain. And if you don't have this put into you, you're not as good as the rest of us. You're going to be persecuted um, and try and force us into taking it when, as we know, it's just a big have, it's a big scam, and it's there to poison us all. So here we are trying to discuss how this can be combated, how it can be shut down so that we can get back onto some sort of uh, peaceful existence again where everyone prospers. Uh, and it's difficult. Go ahead, Larry. That's we're finding out. Well, there was a lot to take in, and um, I think we, we might have to take it to somewhat of a more spiritual level because we're talking about practical things here, and um, they're trying to inject us with things. They're trying laws on us. They're trying to mandate this and that. I see a very big pyramid sort of scheme of influence and power above us, and all those different levels, we I'd still identify them as they, and I don't believe there is a they. I think there is a multitude of different interests and carrots and sticks and the Jacindas and the Fauci's and the Klaus Schwab's, and I think they're all being deceived, deceived, sorry, in their own level, in their own um, existence, and above that is a spiritual realm that we, I don't even want to know a lot about it because I don't think it's a very nice spiritual realm because I rather tend to go to the other side, um, what I call original intelligence, and some people call it God or Yahweh or whatever name you want to give the creator. And that's what we're looking to. We're looking for some light, for some hope, for some um, resolve out of this very strange situation. Um, a good friend of mine, um, a Jewish lady, um, she actually gave me a very, very strong spiritual boost a, a few months ago, a booster shot, if you like. Um, she said that our ancestors would be so proud to be alive now because the things that are taking place on this world right now, they're unprecedented, as many people even in the mainstream media have um, acknowledged. Um and I think it takes us to, to a spiritual realm um, where the people um, on this podcast, but also um, worldwide and all the resistance movements in all their own levels, um, we've got a gut feeling there's something not right. And we're fighting um, in different ways. Um, and fighting might not even be the right word. You know, some people just meditate and that's enough. Um, our ancestors have fought on the beaches of Normandy and they fought here and there. I've, I've been in, in um, you know, the conflict in Yugoslavia. I think I told you about that, um, Grant. Um, I've seen like, yeah. stuff, yeah. what people can do to each other at, at, at perilous times. And um, we're in those times, you know. Um, and maybe, Brad, you, you can acknowledge that um, even maybe we might disagree on some things here or there legally. Um, but what was done to you in a bottle shop about not wearing a face mask? It's ridiculous, you know. How can you, how can you even, you know, think about that like two or three years ago? It would have been unimaginable. Being tasered? Come on, it's unreal. So there is something spiritual going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, go I, on. I missed go on. bread. What did you say? Uh, I've had worse happen to me. Wasn't that bad. Have you? Uh, that... Oh, yeah. The police. You're just too tough. Oh, yeah. No, Man, no. you're tough. <laughs> you get tasered in the front <laughs> and back. Oh, breaks, the, the tasers, breaks the leads. The tasers, the tasers aren't the, the worst part. Tasers, tasers are, are an excellent um, disarming weapon. I would advocate for their continued use. They, they do a good job. I wouldn't advocate <laughs> for people shooting people in the chest. That's really dangerous. That Very dangerous. Because it's not far away from your your face for a start, and your hit your eyes. 
Yeah, um, the messy side of the back is actually a, um, a, a, a. I would that works. It works, especially if you're you're coming up against a a big monster of a man that if he wanted to, he could just basically waste you. And I, you know, yeah, so I, I, I advocate for those, but I don't advocate. I don't advocate for pepper spray. Pepper spray is not a disarming weapon. It's just torture, and you're just in agony. All it does is make you angrier. It's a make it's you a angry. Provo- it's a mm. it's a provocation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So where we're leading with this is that um, is it just a medical thing? Is it just a political thing? Is it just a money thing? I don't think so. I think All there's something. The far greater at hand yeah carry on all of the above mm. yeah well i mean i think heidi wants to chime in one i'll just put i'll yeah, just quickly finish here um mm. it, go ahead Brad. the way basically if i if i could banner all the psychology <clears> research <throat> into one little nutshell in terms of the examination of the duality that's a, that is formulating in society at the moment it's moral relativist versus moral objectivist right it's people who want to find a way to solve problems while keeping morals in check. And then there's people who want to get morals out of the way so they can get to this utopia they've invented in their head. That's, that's, that's what's happening here. And so if the moral can't get their shit together to um, rally against the moral relativists, they're basically going to try and replace all the moral objectivists with machines. Go on then, Heidi. Here we go. go <laughs> Uh, I was just going back to the conversation before that for me, it's about right now, it's about a redirection and not feeding into the beast. Like it with my business, I've stayed open. I'm not by their standard allowed to, but I don't consent to that. I've got rid of FPOS. I don't, I do cash only. I only, um, my customers are the only the people that subscribe to the same world world view. Um, my home, is kind of my sanctuary. No one's allowed on it. So it's once I get that right for me and my family, then that ripples out. And then obviously I meet people that are like-minded and there's no fear with us because we don't consent to any of this stuff, but we also don't rely on the system or the beast. Do you know what I mean? So we don't, I don't expect to go to a liquor store or to the movies or any of those things anymore. Mm. So I have my own life and I do our, it. Our ancestors and, never went, went there. No. So it's that you know, if we want to, we want to still participate in the system that's broken. We need to step out of the system and do it mm. completely differently. Do our own thing. Mm. It took a bit for you to do it, though, didn't it? To open up again. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, but I did it. And <laughs> you feel you I feel do, empowered do, by it, don't you? Yeah, I do feel empowered. Yeah, I, do. I mean, I am guarded. I'm nervous some days and and scared other days, but then. You know, I just have to keep that in check because I'm doing the right thing and I don't segregate and I won't close, even though I'm not allowed to even be open by their standard, like I said. So, but it's my this, business. The, the Heidi's of this world will inherit the earth. They're doing the yeah. correct thing. They don't yeah. require the uh, the flashings of, of, of their society. And so um, the Heidi's of this world will inherit this earth. Thanks, Brad. So it sounds like we all, we all just think this Omicron thing is just a load of baloney, just to enslave us. Yeah, it is. So we carry on. We open up and we carry on and we keep going. And the, for me, if I'm if I have to be put in jail, like if they they in quotation marks come for me, I'm prepared to be arrested over this. That's because that's my mor- my my values and my morals are not situational, and they're not fluid. So if all of us stood with that and just did it. That's how it stops, right? Mm. That's what I say to shop owners. They're going to shut you down anyway. They're going to bankrupt you if you keep this up. They want you down. And they want us to all be buying on, fed up walking into shops. They want us to do it all online. And that's not good because that will close down the businesses. Yeah, but as well as getting rid of your FPOS machines, get rid of your bank accounts as well. Like that's how Mm. far we have to go. And, change, and so, and what adapt. about when they cash the crash, cash the get rid of the cash, the cashless society? Yeah, but what that's do we a do then, at this stage. At this at this point, if there's enough of us with cash, then they're not going to be able to do that anyway, because we'll just so trade we, between us. So we barter. Well, we might even we'll have cash that's if we pull very, our cash really out of the bank. Point, Heidi. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? I, agree I with can't. Heidi. Like one of the things. One of the things I've encouraged with all the community groups I've been going to is exactly what Heidi 
said just there. It's try and get as much of the cash out of their system and then just trade it amongst your little economies and just keep pulling yeah. more cash out, more cash out. So if they crash yeah. the system, that's your credit and you just keep going as normal amongst your economy and your economy won't crash. No, and the other thing is, is then you don't live beyond your means. So you're also living yeah. within your budget and what you're earning every mm. week and we go back. That's our sustainability, right? Right mm. there. So... That's so how do we do this? We we, we can't use a digital account and pull out Bitcoin. the cash and buy everything in cash and budget it. Okay, and so I suppose they can't really take the notes off us, can they? No. And we can actually have our own currency, can't we? Using their notes. Yes. <laughs> what a good idea! Is that what you yeah, had in you, mind? You're also, you're, you're also your preppers. If you're a prepper, mm. one of the things you should be buying is some silver and gold if you can. Well, and that's so what you use your big. Yeah. And the other thing with silver is if you buy over 90, I uh, know, what is it, 76.4%, there's no GST paid on it, you can buy it in cash and it's untraceable. So there again, nobody knows. And then you have control and responsibility for your own, your own security. Yeah, and you'll be able to um, access the digital currency so you can start pulling more, um, basically finding ways to trade out of your market into those who would like to contract with you in that market. and In the digital wallet market. Smarter with your economy. Absolutely. Yeah, you interact with the digital market through people who can get digital currency through the silver and gold that they've saved up, and then you basically just run your economy better than those. Mm. So I don't like the idea, as if I was going to have one of these digital wallets, I don't like the idea of giving them all my private information, which they just give back to the government. Yeah, but why would you ever consent to having a digital wallet? It's just going to replace. But isn't that what you were saying, Brad? Have a have a digital currency. No. Oh, well, no. you could, but you could construct. You can you can construct it differently. I mean, uh, that that's way down the track in terms of creating your own digital currency to represent your economy. But mm. you essentially, if the economy that you're going into that's going to be taking all this cash out is going to be hyper focused on creating regenerative productivity, like lots of produce for our community, then things are going to be cheap. But you're also going to be producing quite a lot of quality um, tangible value which which raises the value of your economy so and everyone's sort of getting in and getting stuck in to do that like the 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 best thing that all of us are going to be doing is focusing focusing on turning inwards and producing 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 so we can be Mm. sustainable everyone else ain't going to be doing that and they're going to be relying on replacing the workforce with machines that aren't quite tested yet while people are getting sick it's you know you just get to work on your economy and finding a way to uh, to fund protection for right so um so we've got we're growing fruit trees we've we're growing vegetables we've got sheep and cows um building products do you see that that you know um stockpiling with uh, building materials and knowing how to keep them from warping in the sun and nails and screws and things like that do you think there'll be that will be a tender a legal you know a, a way of being able to do business by absolutely. bartering those things do you know the other thing yeah, i'm absolutely. doing hmm. can i just say it's a shortage right. isn't there yeah go ahead heidi um i've got i'm putting a call out for growers to grow tobacco Oh, and we're going to smoke tobacco, are we? No, but we're going to have a barber's blend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. So you know, my mother used to pick tobacco in Nelson. I think well, somewhere. Well, she's there. trying to make that illegal as well, and that's interesting to me because tobacco and nicotine actually have a spiritual component to them as well. So, well, tobacco homeopathically you know, is a very, very useful remedy when you is. use it homeopathically. Very it interesting, is. and so is so, cannabis. Yeah, mm. exactly. But we so, don't smoke it. <laughs> okay, so so we've got to get busy, don't we? We've got yes. to, no one's laughing at preppers anymore. I'm a wannabe no. prepper. I'm doing my best, but I I don't I couldn't go a week on on the farm. We've got over a hundred acres, and I couldn't go a week. I've got nothing really. I've got a few potatoes. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, really? hopeless at growing. Yeah, hopeless. I mean, nothing seems to grow with me. It just seems to wither and die goes all hard you know my veggies go hard and tough i need a lot of help with vegetables. you're gonna have to get busy grant i know yeah yeah one of one one of the things that the uh this this fourth 
industrial uh, revolution is going to figure out um, pretty soon after trying to implement the uh, automation of most of these things is the massive amount of costs and inflations it's going to put onto the market because it just costs so much to maintain. So it's going to, it's, it's going to suck really bad for their economy for a, quite a long time after they try and crank this out. So if, if we're just being morally based and, and being innovative and picking and choosing which technologies that we, um, that we use to assist us rather than just take over the entire role, um, their economy is, is just going to crash. And, and if we can actually provide an example to all the other freedom movements out there on how to um, create a flourishing jurisdiction that's free of debt from the banks like their jurisdiction is, um, yeah. things are going to be hidden. Yeah, they are. And that's how we do it. We just keep going every day, one step in, foot of, in front of the other, closing down our bank accounts, getting rid of our credit cards. Remove yourself from the beast and don't rely on it. And step in and step out when you want. All right, I'm out. I'm going to draw out my hundred bucks. So I've got. Left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm sort of in this sort of situation where I'm trying to get self-sufficient as well. I've got a little block, a small block, um, sort of twenty by um, forty meters, but. Um, I've got some uh, vegetable gardens established on it. I'm thinking of putting chicken mesh around my property and getting some little uh, guinea um, uh, bantam chickens and stuff to have eggs and meat. Um, I'm off the grid, solar power. I've got my own water. Um, but as you're saying, get, getting right off the grid, as you're saying, get rid of your bank account, and that, that's, um, that's a next big brave step that uh, people have to be prepared to go to. Uh, yeah, that, that, that means that uh, there are going to be people who have um, half a million dollars in their safe out the back somewhere um, uh, in cash. <laughs> that's sort of a, that's a big step to um, sort of try and take on. Um, is that the right way to go, you reckon, Heidi? I do, yeah. I would just step out of the system. I definitely do. I wouldn't put it in cash. I'd put it in silver. That's, yeah, well, I'm sort of, I've, I've been actually looking at that today there was a thing um i'm on some i, I connect up to some um place off telegram and um they have uh i forget the name of the place but they have uh send me um things uh epoch or something and there's a thing on there today about a guy who every month he's getting sent uh gold coins and silver coins uh that he's been setting up for ages i've been thinking about that as well and Whereabouts do you go to get those in New Zealand, uh, just out of um, curiosity? There's a place called NZ Mint, and they're in town. Why I like them is they've been around for 50 what years, town? and you can they will also in, buy it, back from Whangarei? No, in Auckland. In Whangarei? Oh, okay. No, in right. Auckland, okay. yeah. So they yeah. are good and reliable. They have a six-week delivery. Um, and, yeah, like I said, they will buy back from you as well, and they'll also you can make purchases in cash if you want to. Um and I've and I and I know they're reliable. There's another one in Onihanga that a friend of mine uses. But um that's currency. That's where you store your value. It's in gold and silver and it's tangible. You know, with Bitcoin, if the okay. if the computers go off like it's been it rumored for ages, mm. yeah. it's gone. Yeah. It's uh. supposed to, you're not supposed to be able to access it, yet the Fed went in and took four billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. So you know, we need tangible assets, tradable assets, and but in lots of different currencies. So your cash, your gold, your silver, your vegetables, your eggs for your, for your chicken, salt, alcohol, tobacco. That's where it's at, and it's all tangible, and no one can take that from us. I've got to apologise to people in the chat. I haven't been keeping an eye on you. Sorry about that. There's a few people have spoken in there, and I haven't mentioned any of it, but the last one here is um, clear. Claire Steer, she said, what are your views on mortgages and debt? Minimise, maximise or minimise? Minimise, get out. That's what I feel That's like. Put, put your money into be, property and gold and silver. Yeah, I would be getting, I'd either be paying off you? your mortgage hmm. or getting out and renting because there's no shame yeah. in renting. Tiny house. You need a tiny house. I build tiny house trailers and tiny houses. <laughs> if you need me, let me know. Grant. 
GE Property NZ. <laughs> Can I give it myself a plug? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute. How would you like to finally have your say? Only time will tell will we go to heaven or hell. But I'm going to tell you this. Well, now's your chance. Give Grant Edwards a call on Saturday night after 8 at Liberty NZ here on Podbean. Because if you want to get right down to it, mm. I'm going to tell you right now, and I have firearms that I'm ready. Join Grant Edwards here at Liberty NZ Podbean. See you then. <laughs> I got a itchy finger, and I don't <laughs> hunt deer. I won't back down. Look, just to go on a bit of a serious note for a minute, um, Wahini Toa, she's a Facebook friend of mine. This is her short story. Hi, uh, family and friends. I just like to let you know that um, my daughter was coerced into getting the vaccine, otherwise she can't graduate. And... She's healthy and fine. She yesterday taken the you-know-what, um, and she is now in Miramar. She can't walk. Uh, she has nausea and feeling tired and headaches and nerve problems and also... Her spine and her back is sore, and um, yeah, it's uh, really sad. I just want you all to know that those of you that said that it's safe to take, better watch out, because I'm coming for you. Look what you've done. Never seen any liars like you guys. Look what you've done with your... You know what. Can't believe it. This is actually happening. That brings tears to my eyes. And that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting to stop New Zealanders, Australians, people from all over the world being shot up by this these these murderers, these, this genocidal maniacs, whether they know what they're doing or whether they're not, this is what's happening. And they're covering it up. And the media is covering it up. And the doctors, the state doctors are covering it up. And good people are speaking out and we're being maligned. So that's what it's about. That's what we're here for. Yeah, when did this happen, Grant? Has this just happened like yesterday or something? It was about two weeks ago. A week and a half ago. Yeah, Wahini. There's lots of them, though, isn't there? We all know people. My neighbour, just across out on the farm, her granddaughter was um, was done back in September, and she ended up in hospital. Heart, heartbeat of, heart rate of 175, shaking like she had um, Parkinson's disease. They said, if you have another vaccine, you will be it will kill you. Then the heads of the hospital, Whangarei Hospital, Tried to shut the parents up and say you could, you know, you could interfere with the the vaccine rollout. You know, it's probably best you don't talk about this. And um, they said, it, look, it's not, it's not, it's not the vaccine. That's it. And that's what they're saying. That's what Alana Ratner, Doctor Alana Ratner, is saying. That's how they deal with it. They've got to promote this dreaded vaccine. They're all comparable. Yeah. These people. That's why there's hundreds of nurses and doctors, thousands actually in New Zealand that have, that have just thrown in the towel. They said, we don't, we're not going to have a bar of this. This is wrong. And then the Medical Council, another tool of the devil, uh, tool of the devil, a tool of um, of the government, they are attacking the doctors like Dr. Um, Bernard Conlon in Murupara for, spe- for speaking out, for writing on his files uh, that one of his patients said she was magnetic and she demonstrated to him Coins sticking to her chest, her stomach. Coins. Don't know if it was a stomach, it was a chest. They stuck to her. And he said, and he wrote it in there with one patient. And now he's up uh, for a hearing to be to be to lose his license as a medical doctor through the medical council. Unbelievable. But there's there's lots of doctors I know, uh, people over where you are, Max. There's a, a doctor over there. 
she was writing um, for people, um, what do you call it, an exemption from vaccine exemption. Yeah. Well, it has to go down to Wellington, down to Jacinda Ardern and, and Bloomfield's office, and they just say no. They gave and so she, she continued to write, yeah, she continued to, no, well, I think Bloomfield actually looks at them. He turns them down. And um, she continued to write them. And so she was fired, stood down. It's incredible. It's, it's, I just they, can't believe all these people even are involved. If people are half dead, they're still mm. not giving people exemptions. No, Should that's you right. Get one, it runs out in six months, and you've got to go through the whole procedure again. One lady had a terrible reaction to it, and um, her doctor gave her an exemption, and Bloomfield turned it down and said, No, we can give you another type of vaccine. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't okay it. But this is what I mean about stepping out of the system like that. And that's the redirection that we're not taking. It's like, if you lose your job, you lose your job. It's an opportunity (coughs) somewhere. You've got to be self-employed. There's no, there's no future in working for other people. You've got, well, there is, if they're, if they're like builders. So if you're, if someone starts a building, you know, I wouldn't say company anymore, but if they mm. have their own thing doing building and then they've got their men working for them um, and they're all on the same page and then their clients are all on the same page, this is this is where we're being redirected. And so when people say, I have no choice, I have to take this for my job, we all have a choice. It might not be the choice that you want, but it's it's like my, me having to go into bat for my son um, against foodstuffs, so he's up for losing his job on March 27th, but I'm doing everything I can until that point to go through their work and um, safety assessment to ask them a whole lot of questions as per the MedSafe um, Med data sheet, um, and, and then we're just going through a process. Could this work for that individual store? Maybe, it might not, but this is the process that's required of me, knowing what our... What our um, boundary is and what we won't cross that and then he'll take a redirection he can't go to uni so he's got to go this is his redirection for his life maybe he wasn't meant to my son gave up his overseas career on um foreign going vessels and um he can't even get a driver's license yeah because he was booked in for one and then they changed it that you uh you have to have you have to be vaccinated or show your vaccine pass before you can go and sit, sit and, be, and take the test, so he gets to, so he drives anyway. This is this is the yeah, thing. Well, I'm driving with him, but he that's has what he's to going drive to anyway. Do. We're going to have to just yeah, be. Yeah, we're, we're allowed the other thing to. With that, to though, mm. I thought it was just under the red light that they weren't allowed to go in. I think under the green light they can go and sit there. License. Don't quote me on that. So I think once it goes we're down get, to green, I think it's that way. When are we going to see a, a green light in this country with this woman? I have no idea, but he can drive until such point because she can't stop. They can't stop him from doing that. Mm. Uh, Liz Lambert, lawyer, she was saying, you know, just have all the paperwork there that you were all booked in to do it, and they wouldn't, they couldn't, they stopped you. So if you get pulled over, just show them the paper, paper trail and the emails, the letters you've written. Yeah. Well, there you go. Coming back, coming back to this journey stuff, uh, mm. I'm was vaxxed, oh, I'm not vaxxed, My, I go to tech, and um, as I was saying last night, they've, the tech has mandated themselves uh, yeah. How do you through mean? Christmas. Oh, there I see, yeah. The government mandate, they, did, they didn't have to. Themselves. Yeah, no, they did. Has anyone uh, written we, we to them? A, they sent a letter out, uh, they sent a, a survey out for us to put in, uh, put our say in, Heaps of us put our say in. We weren't pretty, um, weren't light. We we're pretty harsh on it. Uh, but that would have just gone into a collective folder and just be left yeah. out. It's they mandated it anyway and just gave, gave us the option to feel like we had. Make a you say. feel like you're having a say. What What is happening now is we had a contract with them signed before this this came in, so this could still come into play uh, coming soon. I'm in contact with the university now, uh, saying, "Hey, what about this?" Uh, Remote learning. You had something sort of set up before the holidays was uh, finished. They said no. Then they came back to me and says, okay, we've got something here that is set in place. I've got to find out how many other students are unvaxxed, which I've found the trail through to find that out. I get results back next week because I'm looking at three campuses in the north here. Um, And then I'm going to approach them and say, okay, these are the numbers. And then the proposal is going to be put forward to management of tech 
to see whether we can have this or not. It could go either way. If it does, we learn remotely, even if these uh, mandates are lifted, we still have to learn remotely because the classes are filled, set to filled. But um, if they don't, then we're going to have a bit of a fight with it. Uh, I think there's a couple of people that we can um, sort of talk to for legal action to try and um, have a go at it. But otherwise, we're out. Um, because this, this is to do with uh, health and well-being, National Certificate, uh, which this country needs uh, people now in this scene now. There's so many people here that are, um, what do you call it, uh, their whole psychology is just messed up so this is what we're here for but um if this doesn't happen then um i'm looking at setting up a small business at my house anyway um so if this doesn't happen then i'm just going to be going full into that um i wasn't planning on working full-time in there uh, it's um mental health and um addictions is what we're right, studying nice. for so yeah but I mean, the other thing but, is, is do we all need to go to uni and get um, qualified anyway? Is that just an indoctrination? Exactly. Do we go back? Do we go back to apprenticeships and interns where we learn off? We go through a hierarchy and we we learn and we go as, you know, like the good old days. Do we all need university anymore? Because that's just been a rot as well. well this is this is the catch twenty two now that before I used to just walk out of one job and into another job the next the same day. Yep. Now, if you haven't got that piece of paper, you, you're not there. That's just the way they've actually made the system go. So what I'm looking at is basic entry level into this uh, industry. Um, I'm just looking at if we get it, I can continue. And um, I was actually going to move into um, – try to move into um, uh, suicide prevention sort of area. Nice. Um, but if it doesn't oh, – no, There's no suicide now, Max. It's finished. Oh, that's there is right. no suicide. Death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to listen to this. Accidental death. Uh, <laughs> well, look, hold your thought and yep. come back to me after this. Listen to what um, Dr. Elena Ratner said. They say, they're saying she's crazy. She's certainly not. You might have seen in the paper recently that the suicide rate has dropped, which I can't really um, begin to believe given that Auckland's been in lockdown and. Um, there are police resigning from the police force because they're so traumatised by having to cut down so yes. many hangings. And um, one policeman contacted us and said he's cut down four hang- hangings and one day was his most. And what's happened is the suicide rate has not fallen. The government has, in its great lying wisdom, reclassify suicides as accidental deaths. So suicides are now not called suicides as of last month. They're now called accidental deaths. So the suicide rate will eventually fall to zero because they're no longer classified as suicides. So there you are, Max. You're out of a job. No suicides anymore. Well, there's plenty of work that I could get into uh, helping people. Um, helping people is, avoid accidental deaths. Yeah, well, the funny thing is I, I had uh, teaching when I left school. I said, I'm never going to become a teacher. I became a teacher. Hmm. Um, I said, you know, I hate psychology. Uh, psychologist and all that sort of stuff and says I don't want anything to do with them and um, here I am looking at um, now getting into the industry where I'm going to go around and help people with, the, with their psychological issues. It's just uh, weird how life turns things around on you. But um, It is. In, hey, uh, dude. In respect of it, I'm going to set up at home. Yep. Sorry to chop you off there. We've only got a few minutes left and we've got dude from – you're from the States, aren't you, dude? The dude. Yes, yeah, thank yeah. you for having me on this Welcome to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, How thank you, you so much. Thank you. I'm doing yeah. great. Um, what would you I like to say? Add? Thank you uh, for uh, having your program and going over this topic. Um, it's oh. such a shame that we live in a world nowadays where bringing this kind of a thing up, you know, a lot of people will just, you know, they go into autopilot or I don't know if it's, uh, you know, but I will, I will jump, jump in and uh, say that suicide and 14 suicide is far beyond doubled in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, right. I can't, I can't think of anything more horrific. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, definitely uh, with the, the scandemic, that's only, you know, it, even by the CDC's corrupt numbers, that it shows that basically if you get it, you're going to survive, you know? So, mm. I, I mean, I guess that's just everybody knows this thing is a sham. But I do like to talk about creating your own communities. I think that should have been a long time in the coming. Yeah, and, uh, we we hopefully will arrive there and uh, starving the beast system. You couldn't put it 
any better. The, the thing that I, I do think, though, is with the gold and silver, I'm really turned off by that because um, I just feel like, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, uh, getting into our own economy and monetary system based off, I, I don't know, I think I feel like maybe like barter and trade or, you know. <clears throat> Would you rather do barter and trade than buying and selling? Yeah, like even like deck, even like uh, building materials or, you know, Weaponry mm. and, and things like this, or you know, yeah, I like the doctors, idea of that. Some of these doctors that are losing their jobs, um, you know, kudos to them for holding up uh, what was morally sound. Um, <clears throat> you know, who wants to give up the pension and everything they've been working for? But honestly, a lot of us have put our backs against the wall necessarily by uh, putting our lives in debt. Mm. Um, you know, I yeah. like the uh, the one young lady said something about minimizing costs, but not doing yes. it because we have Clear. to. But doing it because, you know, this probably would have been the way to go in, in the first place. You know, if you're living too good, mm. I, I think it's probably rotten to, to a degree, um, especially everything. I think the good book that. says neither a, a borrower nor a lender be because you're going to be slave to the, to the, to the one that loaned you the money, aren't you? So it's, it's good. It's great to be debt-free. I think I'd advise everyone to, you know, get, become debt-free. Get yourself into position if you're in a job that you need. And they're mandating, you know, try and get yourself into a position where you you aren't reliant, you don't have a mortgage and you're not reliant on your job to put but food not, on the table. And not only that, but don't live beyond your means. You know, you have yeah, a budget yeah. each week and that's the cash. And once the cash is gone, it's gone. And yeah. sell a big fancy car and move to a cheaper house. And those are the measures and the steps. That That's all the things that I've done. Those are all the measures and the steps that we need to do to be free. Yeah. Actually. And then we're doing it for ourselves and we're responsible for ourselves and we're back in control. I think. Uh, correct. I would also like to see some of these doctors that are losing their profession and their license to join some of these uh, communities that we're discussing tonight and just practicing within those, within that forum. That's probably. Yeah, that's a great idea. And chemists as well. We had, um, uh, we had Shane Chafin on before. He's a board, a DC board certified pharmacist, and um, you know, wouldn't it be great if he could continue to do that and to work with with doctors uh, outside of the system, and um, and and you know, they become healers, don't they? Because there's no way they're going to be giving medicines that don't work or that cause harm. That's why they're out of it. That's why they. That's why he's making a stand because he knows that this vaccine is deadly and should never be released. I think you said the the human trials were like two months. It's just out, yeah, they it's were. Just that's in the med, that's in the NZ MedSafe data as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah two months, unreal. and they have no proof of um, working. They have no, they have no proof. Mm. We're going to be chopped off, as you know, Sean, uh, the dude, Sean. Sean, whereabouts are you from? Before you go, whereabouts in the states? Um, I'm from uh, Virginia, United States. Oh, Woodbridge, Virginia. Yeah. Sure. Oh, great. Yeah. Hey, well, look, you're welcome to come on, come on this podcast anytime. Sorry, yeah, I, I, can't, I talk so. right over you. No, I'm, I'm, uh, it's, it's probably, it's probably me, not you. <laughs> it's the, it's the delay. I have, yeah, you run we a have this trouble. Thank oh, you. thanks, Sean. That's great. And you do too. I often listen into yours and, and I sometimes wish I had more time to, because uh, you have quite a, quite a good podcast there. Give us a plug on your podcast. What's it called? Oh, uh, well, uh, give yourself a plug. I should yeah, say you can catch me just the handle that I have here, the dude, Sean, and you can catch me on Friday nights at 11 PM Eastern promptly after the Chris unplug show. Um, Brilliant. You know, a lot of times it's just a little bit uh, to distress, hang out with music. I like to do yeah. my own art and comedy, but um, I do like to tackle the. I would prefer to tackle these topics. Um, it's just unfortunate I can I can't find anyone really. Honestly, it's, it's hard, to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants yeah. you just to go la la la. Yeah, <laughs> la 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 with their fingers in their ears. Well, I think they're going to chop us off shortly. So um, I was wondering whether I should what I should, I should go out on. Um, I thought, well, I'll just play a few things and they can they can chop us off. So thank you very much, Heidi. Thank you, Larry from Lost Entropy. Max Babe, thanks to the dude, Sean. Uh, thanks to uh, all our listeners. Thank you very much. Please like and share. And we love those hearts coming in as well. So thank you very much for listening to us. Jacinda Zan. Oh, my mum's going to get arrested. <laughs> this is the Prime Minister in Waitangi this week, getting a royal send-off.
Kruger hiding in the back. Hiding in the back. She's in there. You wussy ass bitch. Rock, rock that answer. Go, go, go. Mark right by my dad. I'll get arrested, bro. Go, 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 go. Yeah, fucking nothing! <laughs> <laughs> Good little bitch! What a wussy! Sack the cars! If you're Prime Minister and you start uh, doing what you're doing in our country, we don't like it. Uh, so this is pretty newsworthy, your response to all of that. First of all, thank you for being here as well, sir. Thanks so much, Ari. Uh, my response has been public. I'm happy to share all of the information about the overwhelming amount of fraud that happened in the 2020 election in Arizona, in Wisconsin, and Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Of course, as you understand as a lawyer, and I believe... As you have referenced on your program, subpoenaing attorneys is a major problem for this illegitimate committee. But we'll see what happens. So first, yes, we did report there's attorney-client privilege issues, so fact check true. Second, when you say you will provide evidence, does that mean your intent is to cooperate, to provide testimony to this committee? Or my statement stands for itself. I'm happy to provide evidence of the overwhelming fraud that happened in the 2020 election to you to the committee, to Democrats, to rhinos, to anybody out there. This election was stolen for President Trump. President Trump won the 2020 election.